All right, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cody, Dad, and Shane's NFL. And as always, you can listen to us on Spotify and iHeartRadio. As we are been getting money on our podcast, this is eight thirty four. I think right now. Let's just keep that going up. As for now, let's jump into our episode with some NFL news. All right. Thank you, Cody. The news from week 17, Broncos fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett following another disappointing performance on Sunday. And heads continued to roll for the Broncos as they uh, also relieved uh, special teams coordinator and the offensive line coach. Uh, Following his announcement of his termination, Nathaniel Hackett only had this comment. (laughs) Did it again. You, Russell Wilson. (laughs) All right. Also in the news, three-time Defensive Player of the Year and longtime defensive end for the Houston Texans, uh, J.J. Watt, announced his retirement at Mm -hmm. the end of the season. So uh, that's going to be a huge, uh, huge one. He's been a staple. Um, The Colts... uh, Colts are, have got some uh, controversy, uh, quarterback controversy brewing there. Now Nick Foles is uh, the named uh, starting QB versus the Giants. Um, down, down goes uh, Matt Ryan. The Colts have struggled there because uh, they, this is their third quarterback, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, then they uh, also the Commanders have uh, seemed to have a little bit of a quarterback controversy controversy brewing uh they um they're moving on from uh, taylor heineke to uh carson wentz hoping to stay in the wild card hunt oh that's it for the news all right as really quick we're going to go over the playoff picture as you did mention about the commanders which we'll be going over that division in just a bit as looking at the afc almost the Bills have already clinched their division. Chiefs already clinched their division. As that could go either way for the first seed, they said. As Cincinnati, they clinched their playoffs. Baltimore and Los Angeles Chargers also clinched the playoffs. And they were the 3-5-6 and six seed. As for Jacksonville, they're still looking for a way to clinch in that. And Miami's also looking... Hopefully they clinch in that division also after their loss to Green Bay. Whereas for the NFC, though, we got the Eagles that clinched. Vikings clinched their division. 49ers clinched with their division. And the Dallas Cowboys also clinched. But both of those, Eagles and Cowboys, both only clinched the playoffs. Whereas we still have Tampa Bay possibly in the hunt for the playoffs, the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders at 7-7, seven and seven, but we do have a lot of three teams that are both 7-8, and eight, and that's going to be Seattle, Detroit, and um, Green Bay can all possibly get in that last slot depending on how Washington does in Week 17. Now, looking at the three teams, Shane, which one do you think might possibly clinch if something does go wrong with Washington? You know, I uh, I like, well, I'm a Seahawks fan at heart. It's tough to say we're going to 
run the table and, and win two to get in. So my uh, my gut is actually on Green Bay. I think Green Bay has got an outside chance of making the playoffs. I think they might even control their own destiny. Uh, you know, the real bummer of this whole thing is that damn tie between the Giants and <laughs> the Commanders. Um, you know, if either one of those teams had a real loss on their schedule, then it would help. But I can't believe that two teams that tied, it actually helped them both to try to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And if you look, you know, if I, one thing I noticed, guys, is that, um, you know, we all know that Tampa Bay's got a losing record and, you know, might win their division. Uh, but you look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville has the same record, 7-8, and eight, and they can win their division. You got Tennessee at 7-8. and eight, Indianapolis is terrible. Houston's terrible. That division doesn't get a lot of attention, not like Tampa Bay's. But they got the same losing record. You have two teams in the playoffs with losing records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an, it's an odd, uh, it's definitely an odd season. It is. NFL, look, looking around the league with uh, some of these divisional matchups. Uh, everybody's just beating up on each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. As that was the playoff picture as, Let's get into our top players now for last week. As Shane, I'm going to start with you on your top player. My top players, I got two of them um, of the week last week. Um, you know, we we as Seahawks fans, we are always rooting to win every game. But to see Patrick Mahomes up the close and, and see what he can do on an NFL football field is incredible. He had one play where he scrambled to the right and dove. He might as well have had a cape on with the Superman pose, <laughs> swinging the football around and touching the pylon for the touchdown. So he's one of my players of the week. And I thought the other one was Dak Prescott. There's a lot of pressure on him to put up really big numbers and win a big game. Um, he, uh, I think he performed. There was a lot, a big spotlight on him to, to finally break through. And, you know, the Cowboys have got a really good team. Um, although the Eagles were up in that game, if I believe. I mean, I haven't seen a collapse that bad since Lackawanna and Coach Duda fell in the wool bowl. <laughs> still sitting at 199 wins. Can't get 200. So there'll be a lot of pressure on him next year to get the 200 wins. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> those are my two players of the week. All right, Dad, as what are your two players for the week? Ooh, well, um, listen, a coog at heart. Uh, I've got uh, mustache mania Gardner Minshew with a big day, 355 yards, couple TDs in the air, one TD on the ground. He had two picks, but I watched the game and they were contested. So uh, I'm going to scratch those. He looked great. Cam Akers for the Rams, 118 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. It was against the Broncos. I don't know how much weight we put on that, but he had a big day. All right. As for mine, I did Cincinnati's Joe Burrow as he had 375 yards and two TDs. Then also the two interceptions, but I think one person that everyone's been mostly watching is honestly San Francisco's Brock Prudy, 234 yards and two TDs, which 
a lot of the games he's been doing has been pretty much big numbers. Either one of the players I want to bring up, there was a sleeper, a tight end for Detroit, and uh, you'll like this first name, Shane Zilstra. <laughs> the guy musters five receptions for 26 yards, but he had three touchdowns. I mean, can you imagine making that fantasy football start three TDs out of a tight end? No. That's the guy you pick up because you didn't get your roster right about 9.58 in the morning before you start the game. You throw right. in any active tight end and he gives you three touchdowns. <laughs> yes, sir. Not surprised if the guy I was going up against, my abs, went up and grabbed that guy to beat me. I'm taking that guy down this week. He hasn't beat me this season. Uh, yeah, he took me out. I, I got my, uh, my championship hopes dashed by that guy. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what else, Coach? All right. As let's go over our next week's players to watch. As for me, I did New Orleans' Andy Dalton. Granted, he is going against Philadelphia, but 92 yards and one interception is not really big numbers. But against Philadelphia's defense, I don't know if he could get possibly more than 92, maybe just about over 92. And then for my second one, I did Chicago's Justin Fields, as they'll be going against Detroit that game. As the last game, let's see, how well did he do last game? Other. So he only had 119 yards and one TD, and that was against Buffalo. All right, as Dad, who is your players to watch for next week? My players to watch for week 17. Well, gosh, you you, you got to um, probably acknowledge the potential for Patrick Mahomes to have a big day against the Broncos. Mm -hmm. It's the Broncos, and it's Patrick Mahomes. But really, the players I'm looking out for here is – Red hot Dallas wide receiver C.D. Lamb. He's had back-to-back 100-yard-plus games, and they're going against a Tennessee defense that's on the struggle. Yeah. Um, also, I think the other guy that's going to have a big day, Christian McCaffrey against a Raiders defense that shot themselves more in the foot than Roscoe Pico train went off the air in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, outstanding. All right, my two players to watch this week are uh, one of them is back in the starting lineup. Uh, Mike White, quarterback for the Jets, uh, is uh, the previous oh. starter. Uh, Zach Wilson was relegated to the bench. I, I don't think he's even in close this week. Um, apparently, the uh, reason he played so poorly last week was the shooting schedule for Milf Island got in the way of the study all the film for the game. So I can't blame him. He's probably, you know, not focused on the game. Plus he's probably really tired. I mean, violent. So the other player of the week is, uh, is been accused of being a super dirty player this week. A lot of film has come out on him taking shots 
unnecessarily um, and, and maybe hurting some players. Mac Jones, quarterback <laughs> for the Patriots. Um, I kind of feel he's going to take a page out of Miles Garrett's playbook and run over to the sidelines, rip to his head off, and hit him in the head with his own helmet. Keep him in concussion protocol. But uh, I do think there's a lot of pressure on him to play well. So Mike White and Mac Jones are my players right. to watch. All right. And those are some good players to watch. As we are going to get into our rapid fire questions now, as we are going to start with Dad this time on the question. So go ahead and ask your question. Oh, I get to answer a question. Okay. Or ask, yeah, I guess. But All anyway. right. I'm going to ask um, Shane. Okay, so the Jets are on the road in Seattle. And it sounds like Mike White's going to get the start. Do how how do you uh, how do you see this one playing out? Is to uh, see is Seattle in a Seattle's obviously in a must win situation. Where are the Jets? I think the Jets are in. You know, every game at this point are uh, a play has playoff implications. You have to win out. The Jets are no different than the Seahawks and a lot of other teams where they really need to run the table and win out. Um, if you know, my heart is always with the Seahawks, but I think the Jets are going to pull this game out. I really don't feel good about it. If I was a betting man, <laughs> which I am. Uh, I would think the Jets would win this game. So I, I think the Jets overall have got a way better defense for sure. Um, and, and I don't have a lot of confidence in the Seahawks offense. So I think the Jets are actually going to come up to the Northwest and, and take care of business. Well, there will be two super fans <laughs> at that game in section 118, row N, seats three and four, that might have something to say about that. <laughs> Right, Cody? Oh, yeah, that's right. We are going to that on Sunday. Outstanding. You know, uh, I I think you guys – so where are you sitting? Where? What area? What, what eight, 118. 118. What does that mean in the grand scheme of the of the stadium? And You're on the 50-yard line? Where are you at? I think it's the end no. zone, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Uh, you know, wherever the best angle to the cheerleaders is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, listen. Have you ever noticed that the uh, the Cardinals aren't on television since they played the Seahawks? Whoever was taking his shirt off during extra points should be in jail. So take a, a, a page out of that guy's book. When they kick a field goal or an extra point, shirts are off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, All right my, uh, my rapid-fire questions to Cody. Uh, Cody, do you think that uh, we'll stay on the Seahawks uh, in the Northwest here. Do you think that Geno Smith is going to be the quarterback for the Seahawks next year? Honestly, for next year, he possibly could. I mean, I don't really see the second string doing too well with Seattle unless he improves. But honestly, I think Geno's just going to stay as a starter for now. So you think they're going to draft a player or a quarterback as well and have Geno help teach him? I mean, that is a big possibility. He's been with the NFL for so long. <laughs> but it seems like a good enough guy that would, would 
would take that role unless he wants to go out and get paid. You never know, right? Mm -hmm. Cash yeah. that one big check before he, his career's over. <laughs> I can't help but think, though, that there's enough veteran QBs out there that have had some success that are in bad systems. I mean, take Nick Foles, for instance. I mean, he's going to be starting with the Colts. I mean, there's going to be some guys that are available that are are, are true passers. And I, I think, you know, if Seattle can draft, you know, like they did in their Super Bowl run, where you pick up the guys that can hold down the line um, and sign somebody that's got a year or two left, you can, you, you don't need to draft a, you know, you don't, you don't have to waste that pick on a, on a QB or, you know, really what we need is a, seems like a healthy running back and a good old line. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. All right, Cody, your turn. All right. So my question is going to be for my dad as, as we know, no, Seattle is a possibility, but with next season, where does Seattle go with the draft? Oh, well, we touched on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I think we draft uh, some uh, line, some uh, help in the offensive line. And, oh, yeah. You know, maybe maybe on the defense. I mean, they're they're young on the defense, but I I don't think our defense is ailing so bad. But I I definitely think we could use some bigger bodies to keep our running game going. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's going to be uh, some quarterbacks out there um, that we can sign in free agency. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I personally don't think Geno Smith will be the guy next year. I think we need somebody that's another, another level. He's done a great job of managing the game, but he certainly hasn't shown us enough to um, take that pressure off of the O line and um, fill the holes. Mm -hmm. All right. Shane, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I, no, I think you're right. I think if we could get the the line shorn up, I I know you know we got a lot of really high picks this year. Um, I would like him to pick a center, uh, like one of the stud centers coming out of college. I know he's not going to pick very high with that pick, but centers don't normally go that high. But I'd like to get a stud center. We got the tackles, looks like, fixed up. So maybe uh, some a center or some guards. Um, my gut tells me that Gino's not going to be a, the quarterback next year. I think it's going to be one of the, the younger kids that Will Levis from, uh, where is he at, Kentucky? Seem to oh. get a run lately. Um, I don't know how much uh, Pete Carroll's going to want to put his future into a, the hands of a rookie quarterback, though. So I don't know. I mean, you know, there's always been talk about Sam Darnold making it up because he's a USC guy, Baker Mayfield. All those guys don't really make me feel very good about it. <laughs> um, I, I do. I mean, what a blessing to get uh, the top pick from Denver of all the years to get a pick out of Denver is this one where it's just a gift, you know? So whatever we do with that, we would never be picking that high up in the draft. So it's uh, it's definitely fortunate for us to get that super high pick. And we've been taking lately last six or seven games. So our pick, just our traditional pick, is looking better and better. Yeah, for sure. 
definitely. All right. All right, as let's get into last week. As last week for our scores, I know, Dad, you got a 10. I ended up with a 9, and then Shane actually ended up with an 11. What? <laughs> an 11? Yeah. Is... Why didn't you guys tell me to put real money down on that? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get half of that when we have to factor in the point spread. Good Lord, <laughs> that damn point spread. Vegas wins every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, oh. looking into next week as we are going to be doing five picks. As for me, I picked Dallas and Tennessee as my first game, and my pick I did for Tennessee on that one. Okay. All right, Dad, who did you pick for yours? Uh, did you just do one pick? Well, what we could do, we could just simultaneously. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so the, the, the game that sticks out to me is, uh, well, the first one, I think uh, the Giants and the Colts, uh, it's, it's at MetLife Stadium, so um, the Giants own their wild card spot. They just need to finish it out um and the colts good grief i mean they they benched matt ryan finally i mean nobody's blown more leads than the fbi in the db cooper case than matt ryan that guy's <laughs> donezo anyway i think nick Foles might come out and play really well to increase his uh his uh, probability to play somewhere else, anywhere but uh, Indianapolis. But the Giants win this one. All right. That's it. All right, Shane, what is yours? Well, my pick this week is uh, I think that the Rams versus the Chargers is an interesting matchup. You got the Rams coming off a, a big win. I mean, they were really super efficient. I mean, I haven't seen a beatdown like that since John Dutton found some bikers having a campfire on his ranch. <laughs> so, but uh, my, my heart is always going to go with the Chargers. So I think the Chargers are going to keep that momentum. They haven't made the playoffs in so long. But I'm not sure if they're going to start to bench players and get them healthy. So even though uh, I think the Chargers have the, the interest to bench a few players, I think they're going to pull it off. So I'll take the Chargers over the Rams. All right, as for me, I did Jacksonville over Houston as they're going to be at Houston for that one. So my pick, I went with Jacksonville on that one. All right, uh, my next pick, um, Kansas City versus the Broncos. I know this is a layup, okay, but uh, I, I'm, ta- of course, I'm taking Kansas City. This should, you know, is should be a layup. Um, the uh, Russell Wilson's going to get sacked more than a playmate at New Year's Eve bash at the Hef's mansion. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take uh, the it, this time of the season. You have teams that are playing for the playoffs, and you have teams that are completely done. They're tanking. They're looking for the better draft pick. So I think a perfect example of that game is the Lions and the Bears. The Lions are going for the playoffs. It would be a, just a really good feel-good story if those guys could make the playoffs, especially from where they started and what they've been the last couple of years. 
Um, but the uh, and the Bears are just playing for the draft pick at this point, right? Number two, number three, et cetera. So I think the Lions are going to pull this one off. I think since it, even though it's a division game, I think the Lions are pulling this off in a big fashion, probably be over by halftime. In fact, I'll be uh, out working on the trailer at uh, about four minutes into the third quarter because this game's going to be over. all right as for my third one i will with miami over new england as miami did lose to green bay but honestly i think they're going to bounce back from the green bay loss all right well i've got the packers in minnesota here um uh, it's uh in uh in green bay i i think the NFL abroad has been sleeping on the Packers since uh, week seven. Um, but the truth is the Packers have won three straight, and now here they are in wildcard contention. And they're facing a Minnesota team who has a tendency to take their foot off the gas mm-hmm. as they wind down the season. So uh, Packers, Packers here. All right. I've been talking to a few of my uh... – we're going to use the exclamation point experts because we're going to use that term very loosely experts. Uh, but they, a very specific prediction on the, uh, the Bengals and the bills game, the, uh, the, the wise guys in Vegas are saying that the Bengals are going to win by a last second, last play of the game field goal. So mark it down. It's on tape last second <laughs> field goal to beat the bills at home. All right. All right. As for my next one, I went with Carolina over Tampa Bay, as both of those teams are possibly have playoff potential. All right. Um, well, Shane, you touched on the Cincinnati and Buffalo game there. I've got a little different take on this. Uh, I think uh, Buffalo ultimately prevails here. I agree with you that this is going to be a back-and-forth battle, and the team with the ball last is going to win this game. Um, I mean, you got the two quarterbacks, both 26 years old. They they each have uh, over 4,000 yards on the season, and both have thrown for over 30 TDs on the season. This game is going to go back and forth like The Rock versus Stone Cold in WrestleMania 17. <laughs> and again, a last second victory. Am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. <laughs> the heel, the heel here is the visiting team and that's going to be Buffalo. Oh. All right. As I also went with Green Bay over Minnesota as that who is their fourth pick. My, uh, my fourth pick, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. I think uh, Pittsburgh's playing the best football they have all season, and Baltimore really doesn't have much to play for. They kind of they got the wild card thing locked up. They can't afford to lose Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's a if he's a go, I still think they got to sit him. And uh, just stay where they're at because without him, they ain't going nowhere. So I think uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh could uh, pull this one out. 
Cody, I'm going to agree with you on the uh, Packers Vikings game. I, uh, as a as an official Packer owner, I always am going to mention.